I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Today we start with a story, a story of an executive coaching client of mine, Brad, (laughs) not his real name. Brad is the vice president of operations for his organization And a couple of sessions ago, he was anticipating delivering some bad news. He had three people on his team who did not get what they wanted. One of them who had applied for a promotion that Brad had the inside track that they were most likely not going to get. One applied for a transfer to another work group, so a lateral transfer inside their organization. And again, Brad had a little bit of inside track knowledge that senior leadership was about to deny that transfer, at least for now. Conditions would maybe change in the future, but for now it was a no. And then the third person wanted to be on a very high profile project. This was a direct report of Brad's who wanted to be on a very high profile project with a very important client, but simply didn't have the experience for that kind of a VIP assignment, and Brad was going to have to deliver the news. (laughs) Basically, Brad was faced with a bunch of bad news to deliver. Discouraging news. Especially in these days of high turnover and competitive job markets, Brad really didn't want to run the risk of losing those employees. And quite frankly, handled poorly by him, there is a huge flight risk for these employees. And by flight risk, I mean that they might likely leave for other opportunities if they didn't feel they were being well taken care of by Brad. Handled well, on the other hand, this could be an opportunity to strengthen relationships, demonstrate that Brad is looking out for their best interests and increase trust, and essentially be a retention move for Brad to keep these employees as strong contributors on his team and not run the risk of losing them to something else in this time of, of course, still great resignation or great whatever you want to call it. So Brad told me that his tendency was to sugarcoat the bad news, and he knew that that was not the best plan. He's really an optimistic, half-full kind of person, and he did want to express that optimistic side of things with each person. (laughs) But here's the deal. As I told Brad, they may not be in that same optimistic mindset, (laughs) whether they're optimistic by default, like he is, and certainly they would not be in this moment of hearing bad news, um, or maybe they just aren't wired the same way that he is, and they may not be in that same mindset most of the time, just not optimistic people at all. And in either case, Brad's efforts would fall flat if he chose to put on rose-colored glasses and tried to make it all sound like sunshine and unicorns. 
That would in fact be the opposite of compassionate. And in fact, what's needed in a moment like this is a great deal of empathy and compassion. Now, Brad also had some ideas for each employee, some coaching that he might like to deliver to him, things that they could learn from, from this particular set of circumstances or this experience that might influence a different outcome for him in the future. And he wanted to be able to share that information with them as well. Now, while this particular instance of Brad and his employees is a manager-employee relationship, the coaching that I gave Brad is equally applicable to use with yourself when you are suffering a setback or a disappointment. It's also a good method that you can use with somebody else, say in your personal life, who's experiencing some frustration from a setback or a disappointment. So let's dive into the coaching that I gave Brad and we'll apply it to the situation that I coached him on with these three employees. And then I'll also show you how you can use it in coaching yourself. First off, this is bad news and it needs to be treated as such. It's difficult news to take in. So be grounded in reality and remember that the other person is suffering a great deal of disappointment. Acknowledge what happened. Acknowledge that it is disappointing, frustrating, maybe even anger-provoking. So here were the situations for Brad's three employees. In the first case, the employee was not selected to go on to the second round of interviews for a promotion. Now, between me and you and Brad, the person thought they were kind of a shoe-in for this promotion and maybe didn't even give it their all in the interview. In the second case, senior leadership denied the request to move the person from their current role and move them to a different role in the organization, that lateral move, if you will, because of some current market conditions. It's not a never ever, it's just a no, now is not the right time. And in the third case, the manager himself, Brad, had to make the call that this person did not have the depth of experience to lead such a high profile project with one of their biggest, most important clients. Now delivered straightforwardly with tact and respect, And with empathy and compassion, again, this can be a retention conversation. Now, let me just dig into the difference between empathy and compassion for a moment. Empathy is acknowledging how the other person feels and even acknowledging that you know how that feels. You've personally been in a similar situation where you've suffered some disappointment, some setback, or something similar. Compassion on the other hand, goes a step further and actually puts some action to it. It perhaps promises a follow-up conversation, or it says, I'm here for you. Not just I understand you because I've been in a similar circumstance myself, but I'm here for you. I will counsel you. I will do whatever it takes to see you through this. It's really more of a, I understand where you are and I've got your back and I want to be here with you through it. So what Brad needed to do is really be empathetic and be compassionate and really walk the walk and be there next to his employees. Now, let's look at this from a coaching angle and apply it to yourself. So, I mean, that's what Brad needed to do, but let's look at it as if it were you. Let's say that you had wanted to lose 10 pounds before your beach vacation and 
time slips away from you. Suddenly your beach vacation is next week and you didn't hit the goal. And there is no way between now and the time you pack your suitcase, you are going to lose those 10 pounds. So acknowledge what happened. Allow yourself to feel all the feels, feel the disappointment, feel the anger, feel the sadness, feel the frustration, whatever's there. Let yourself experience it. This is not about beating yourself up, however. You are not allowed in this process to beat yourself up. It's simply powerfully dealing with reality. You're also, much like Brad with his employees, you're going to want to be compassionate with yourself. Acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the disappointment of letting yourself down. In fact, sometimes it is far worse when we let ourselves down than when we let other people down. So it can be very tempting to beat ourselves up. So if you are tempted to wallow or to just check out for an extended period of time, let yourself set yourself a time limit so that you don't fall into a full spin into feeling sorry for yourself and land in a place that doesn't have your best interests at heart. If you do have a tendency, choose a time frame and stick to it. Something like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, disappointment, anger, and frustration until Thursday. And then I'm going to pack up for that beach vacation. I'm going to leave on Friday and I'm going to enjoy the heck out of my beach vacation. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. So the second part is to provide additional context, to pull back and give that view from 10,000 feet, that view from 10,000 meters, if you will. So this is not meant to sugarcoat or have an overly optimistic angle. Instead, it's more of the why behind what happened, or at least a broader view of what happened. And in Brad's case, as he works with employee number one, That broader context, that broader view includes the fact that it is a very competitive job market race right now. And for the particular position, the particular promotion that that employee had applied for, there was an incredibly talented pool of candidates to choose from, and they all did an excellent job in their interviews. Of course, don't say this if it wasn't true. But in this case, that was absolutely true. They all, all those candidates did a better job in that interview process than Brad's immediate employee. Now, the broader context for employee number two, the one who wanted to take a lateral transfer to a different business unit, well, there were specific business conditions under which senior leadership did not think it prudent 
to move that employee to another part of the business. They needed that employee, their skills, their talents, their gifts, and all that they could contribute to stay right in the place where they were making their best contribution for right now. That person needed to stay in place given the current market conditions and their skill set. So providing that additional broader context for that employee can help them see their value to the organization and help them feel not like they've been shut down from an opportunity that they want to pursue, but they can see that it is not the right time now. And as for employee number three, the one who just simply didn't have the skill set and the experience to work with that VIP client, for that person, Brad needs to articulate the importance of that client to the organization, articulate the high visibility of that specific project, and then, and perhaps most importantly, articulate the specific consequences and the impact on their career if that project came off in less than a stellar fashion. Not even failure, but just mediocre. It would have negative consequences on this person's career. Brad should also share the specific experiences and skills that are both missing from the employee's dossier and needed for specific success for that project. Now, as for the broader context, if it's you and losing that 10 pounds, first, Take a look at the facts of the situation and, again, back it up so that you can see the broader context. Where did you go off your plan and why? Was it work stress? Was it that everyone and their dog had a birthday this past month and there was tons of birthday cake around? Was it sub-zero Arctic temperatures that kept you from getting outside to get your daily exercise? This is not a time to make excuses or blame your spouse or your kids for having those birthdays or your aunt for that irresistible birthday cake that she baked. Instead, you are powerfully dealing with reality, surveying the facts of the case and understanding that your weight loss happens in the broader context of your whole life. Now, finally, in part three of this model is that there is an opportunity for coaching. You will recall that Brad, our VP, wanted to give some useful and friendly advice about what to do differently to each of those three employees should they find themselves in a similar circumstance in the future. I very intentionally advised Brad that this coaching conversation is a separate conversation. Yes, a separate conversation. Recall that he will be having the previous conversations with these employees when the disappointment is very raw. That's not a great time for coaching. In fact, it might be an entirely futile exercise because the person just isn't in an emotional place to take it in. In fact, they might be in an emotional place with where they're experiencing a great deal of pain. So I advise asking. I advise Brad asking each employee if they're open to a further conversation in the future in which he could explore what the person might do differently the next time a similar opportunity comes along. So with employee number one, who had applied for the promotion but didn't make it to the second round of interviews because of a highly talented pool of candidates, Brad might say something along the lines of, And hey, I have some ideas about what you might do differently the next time you're up for a promotion. Would you be open to that in a few weeks? With employee number two, 
who didn't get the lateral transfer because of market conditions, Brad might say something like, you know, once you've had an opportunity to fully digest this, would you be open to a discussion about how we can keep you engaged in your current role until the market conditions change and it's more feasible that you would get that lateral transfer? And with the third employee who wasn't ready for that high profile assignment, Brad might say something like this, if you'd like to sit down with me and learn more about the specific skills needed to succeed on projects like this one, I'm happy to share those ideas and coach you on how you can get the skills and experiences needed at some point in the future. Does it make sense to put a meeting like that on the calendar for next week for us to discuss? And let's circle back to you coaching yourself on those 10 pounds. Now, this is a conversation with yourself about what you're going to do differently when you try again. Will you read a book to get some new ideas? Will you listen to a series of weight loss podcasts? Will you hire a coach or a professional trainer? This is a time for planning and strategizing. It's probably a conversation with yourself best held after you get back from that beach vacation and when your head is back in the game and you're ready to try again. But let's go back to Brad and look at how this all turned out. In our next coaching conversation after that one, he looped me in on what had transpired in the meantime. He'd had both the initial disappointment conversation and the follow-up coaching conversation with each of the three employees. And here's how things turned out. With employee number one, while they were open to improving their executive presence, which is what Brad recommended to them, and their interviewing skills, two things that were really getting in the way of them not making it to the next round of interviews when going for that promotion. With employee number two, they got creative about what she could do to help keep herself interested and engaged until a lateral transfer was possible. And she came up with some really brilliant ideas about what she could do differently and keep her head in the game. So it absolutely was a retention conversation. In fact, in all three conversations, it was a retention conversation. So with employee number three, Brad's employee who just wasn't ready for that high profile project, with Brad's coaching and approval, they put together a checklist of additional skills and experiences that were needed prior to those high profile projects. And this employee was excited to dig in on that checklist and start getting those skills and getting those experiences so that they would be ready at some point in the future. So again, all three of these ended up being excellent retention conversations. So let's do a quick review on the steps that I shared with Brad so that you can use them with yourself when disappointment strikes or with your staff if you're somebody who manages the work of others. And before I do that, I wanna give you just a quick side note. You can also use these steps in your personal life when something does not work out for your kid or your spouse or your best friend the way they wanted it to. Let's say your kid didn't make the varsity team or get a part in the school play, or your spouse got injured and couldn't take that mountain biking vacation with his buddies, or your best friend had their heart set on buying their dream home, but someone outbid them, those kind of things. Okay, so let's go back to do that recap. Number one, acknowledge what happened. Be empathetic and compassionate and allow the other person to feel all the feels. Or if it's yourself, certainly allow yourself 
to feel all the feels. And of course, put some time boundaries on it if you have a tendency to wallow or have a pity party for yourself. Number two, articulate the broader context. Share other facts that are germane to the situation. Certainly not sugarcoating it, but giving that view from 10,000 feet so that the person or yourself can see their own behaviors inside of that larger context. And number three, set up a time in the future to have a coaching conversation or to give tips, advice, and the like. It's a separate conversation and it should be held as such. Disappointment is never fun. Not getting what we want can feel crushing, especially if we've really been working hard towards whatever that thing is that we want. My hope is that this episode gives you a framework for coaching someone else or yourself through the process of not getting what you want, just like it helped my client, Brad. Until next time, be well, my friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.